I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The 12 saves of Christmas. As you prepare to flex the festive plastic, we share our top tips of how to enjoy a luxury Christmas for less. Thinking of jetting off on a ski holiday? Middle-class families are clubbing together to hire private jets to fly to the slopes, and it's less expensive than you might think. And the people that everyone loves to hate, letting agents, will plans to ban them from charging tenants fees simply result in landlords charging higher levels of rent. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's most popular weekly podcast. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, and I'll be giving you this week's money news in downloadable form. On the first day of Christmas, Money Mental gave to me 12 ways of saving money. With most of us spending more than £800 on Christmas presents, food and drink, it's time to call a truce on overspending. Don't be a Scrooge, but put some thought into how your hard-earned cash can go further. I'm joined in the FT studio by Lindsay Cook, the FT's Money Mental columnist, who shared her tips for a prudent festive season with readers this week. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Good morning. So... This is a fantastic article, absolutely packed with information about how to get the best deals on Christmas essentials. Let's start with champagne. Where are the best deals this year? Well, all the supermarkets have offers in the run-up to Christmas, and often it's a way of, it's not just the front price, it's how you buy it. And, for example, Sainsbury has De Fontaine champagne at £12 a bottle, but it also has a buy six bottles, get 25% off. So Mm -hmm. you can get bottles for nine pounds and if you are ordering it to be delivered you might be the recipient of a first order online order get 20 pounds off so you can really bring the prices down obviously with any of the champagnes check online to see what the ratings are but marks and spencer not usually the cheapest shop they've got louis verte champagne which is normally 33 pounds it's down to £16.50. They also have a buy six, get 25% off. That comes down to 12 37 a bottle. Those sort of deals, if you like the champagne, there's no point in buying petrol just because it's cheap. <laughs> and if you don't want champagne, the Good Housekeeping Institute had a look at bubbles. They said Morrison's Prosecco Sumanti at 8 25 was the best. And Lidl's mm-hmm. Alini Prosecco at 5 29 was the runner-up. Now... If you like Prosecco and you... Um, you know t- I do, Lindsay. T- yes, and, and take a little <laughs> glass to you, with you too, little. You can test whether you like that one. Well, I'm sure I will. I bought lots of little Prosecco um, last year and it was a, a fantastic deal. But moving into food, you mentioned the Good Housekeeping Institute. 
they do a big survey every year of all of the not just the supermarket food but the top places like Harrods and Fortnum and Mason do a blind taste test where are the tastiest deals in terms of value well they're quite surprising because they do test 25 different food retailers and the best turkey was the Iceland luxury whole brine turkey with orange and thyme butter at £4.95 a kilogram. It was the very best. It's, well, mince, pie, it's mince pies at £1.50 for six came out top. Even better than the really top brands in Knightsbridge and um, Piccadilly. So that's pretty good. As does cranberry sauce is £1.40 and came out best. The whole list is quite edifying. Yes, we've linked to it online in your article, which is free to read and a further Christmas money-saving tip. Well, now for gifts. Anyone with a business trip to make before Christmas, you've got a good tip for them. Yes, you need to do the research before, find out, particularly perfumes, if you know which ones you and your loved ones like, find out what the real price on the high street is, because sometimes they advertise 20% off the high street price and it's some sort of weird high street price but if you do the research you know your perfumes you can buy on your way out of the uk and collect them on the way back and i believe you managed to say some 20 percent recently on some bottles of joe malone yes yeah, so 20 pounds per bottle i managed to save i flew out of heathrow I'd done my research beforehand so I knew what the actual price was being charged in the shops and it was £20 a bottle cheaper. I knew what my family wanted for Christmas, lots of Joe Malone loving women in the wider Barrett clan. And I didn't want to lug them around on my business trip so I did collect um, at the airport when I came back and it was an incredibly smooth process. It's the first time I've ever done it. You just go through security and it's waiting for you in a bag on the other side. And it's really quick to buy because you don't have to wait for them to wrap it all up with the ribbons and stuff. You just pay and and leave. But if anyone in your household is a student, you have another tip for saving potentially 10 or 20% on a range of gifts. And here's one that I did earlier. I have a student son, or he has an NUS card because he's still studying. And um, if you take them shopping with you, look at the list of who does the bargains. But if you take them shopping with you to, say, a store like Ted Baker, if they want an interview suit, you can get 15% off, which is reducing £485 suit, 412 Lots of other bargains. Also, if you have a student in the household and you're thinking of um, taking out Amazon Prime, they get it at half price. They may want you to pay it back, though. <laughs> and I've got one final tip on my own with Amazon. Returning things from last Christmas that have broken. Now, I bought my stepson's a GoPro camera last Christmas and um, it stopped taking a charge around September and Christmas coming around has been a really good reminder for me that the year guarantee is nearly up and I got £94 um, credited to my bank account this morning so I managed to send it back using a newfangled Amazon locker. And you should get money back for faulty goods. Good retailers do it without blinking and it's dead easy. Others might require you to contact them two or three times, but keep at it because if it isn't fit for purpose when it's been used properly, you should get your money back. Well, thanks very much there to Lindsay Cook. You can read her full piece, The 12 Saves of Christmas, online now at ft.com slash xmas2016 or on Saturday as part of the FT Weekend newspaper. I interrupt this podcast, ringing news of an FT Money event. The economist and FT columnist John Kay will be coming to the FT's London HQ on the evening of Wednesday the 18th of January to speak to readers about DIY. Not fixing a boiler, do-it-yourself investment management. This is to coincide with the relaunch of his book, Long Short, 
Tickets will go on sale online in the coming days. If you would like to register your interest, ping an email to us, money at ft.com, and simply title your message, John K. Event, and I will get in touch with you next week with how to book a ticket. Now, you've heard of carpools, in which a group of friends or colleagues will share their car to get to work. But have you heard of private jet pools? Well, it seems that the wealthy, and not just the super-rich, are clubbing together to get to the ski slopes by chartering their very own private plane. We're joined by the FT's own wealth correspondent, Hugo Greenhouse, who doubtless got into work this morning on his own Learjet. Welcome, Hugo. Thank you. So, how can it really be economical to fly private? Surely EasyJet is way cheaper than a private jet. Yes, I do feel we've kind of moved from bargains to bonkers, but it's not (laughs) actually that expensive. If you look at the prices offered by EasyJet, and we, we looked at the most expensive ones, you, you can fly much cheaper on EasyJet, of course. And this is looking at the half-term week in February of next year, i.e. the prime-time ski week, basically, for most families. You're looking to pay about £3,500 for the flights, but also for the baggage. You're, you're carrying mm. skis, so the baggage uh, fees will be uh, extortionate You've got to go to the well. excess baggage area Absolutely. to load it on. And then the resort transfers, i.e. the taxis uh, or minivans, if you've got a large family, that's going to cost you as well. And they can range up to about Four hundred euros uh, per trip, so add on another kind of eight hundred euros to get there and back. And we worked out about three thousand five hundred for a kind of package uh, on EasyJet, and the same sort of thing for for British uh, Airways, i.e. flights, additional baggage, and also for resort transfers came to about five thousand pounds. We found quite a few flights, such as. One up for on a Metroliner turboprop private plane, which seats 20 people for £21,000. So you're looking at paying about £1,000 per person for a return flight. So it might seem ludicrous, but actually you can do it. And this isn't just for kind of crazy kind of you know, a one-off. You can do this on a regular basis. So those are the prices, but what are the other benefits of flying private? Convenience, in one word. Uh, you don't have to hang around with the airport. You can get get straight there and straight on. When you're flying back, for example, what time does the plane leave? Well, when you want it to leave. And also, a lot of these planes will fly to much smaller airports, particularly in Switzerland as well, which are much, much closer to the resorts. So you're cutting down not just on the expense of travelling from London to your actual resort via the airport, but you're gaining skiing time as well. If you're only going for about four days, you rather than waste a day flying there travelling to get to the resort and then the same thing on the other side. You can be in and out of London and get to your resort in about three, four hours or so. So it's convenient, it's it's saving time. And is this only a luxury for the seriously wealthy? Or could the likes of you or I hire a jet to take us to the slopes at Courcheval. No, well, okay, I I should come clean at this point. Uh, I I, I wasn't going skiing, but I did hire a private plane for my 30th birthday party, which, again, was about 13 years ago, but teeny tiny kind of six-seater de Havilland Dove, really beautiful old plane, kind of propellers, I mean, teak interiors and just gorgeousness, nothing else. But uh, that costs about £1,400 for the return trip to Paris. So you can do this. Uh, For me, it was a special occasion. I'm not going to be doing it every weekend. But it can work out, not necessarily being economical, let's face it, this is a a luxury, but for a bit of fun, for a one-off, definitely. Well, thanks very much. That was Hugo Greenhouse, the FT's wealth correspondent. You can read the story online now at ft.com slash money. My next guest has a rather different tale to tell. Hundreds of people on Twitter have now shared a picture of an email he received from a letting agent this summer, demanding nearly £5,000 in cash up front to rent a modest two-bedroom flat in South London. As well as a month's rent and six weeks' security deposit before he moved in, 
an admin fee of over £700 was requested for completing references and credit checks. I'm joined by Thomas Hale, FT Markets reporter who penned our millennial money column on this topic last week after the Chancellor said he was going to ban letting agents fees in the near future. Tom, welcome to The Money Show. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us briefly about the experience that you relayed in your column. So, I mean, this was this summer. It came up at the end of a long, fairly traumatic flat search in various parts of London. This was in Kennington. And basically, we found a flat we were keen to rent. We tried to make an offer, and the letting agents sent through this email, which I shared, which demanded this extortionate fee. And, I mean, we had a kind of mixed reaction, which I think captures the problem our generation really Mm. faces renting in London, which was, on the one hand, it was obviously an extortionate fee, and you'd be mad to pay it, as many people have pointed out to me. On the other hand, we'd had this long kind of carousel process of trying to find somewhere to rent. There were always... 10 or 15 competitors for any flat we showed any interest in and there'd always be someone who was willing to pay that fee. I mean, one of the problems with it was we almost felt like we had to pay it. We didn't actually pay it in the end. Very unusually, we discovered another agent was letting the same property and their fees were only just over £100. Extraordinary. Yeah. Which just shows you the huge amount of variation in the market and the unfairness that young people who can't afford to buy and have to rent are facing so I've got to ask you how did readers react to your piece yeah well people my age were as you'd expect extremely sympathetic to the general kind of line of argument quite a few older readers had the reaction of you know our generation had similar problems why don't you just get on with it which I think that's a pretty fair view taking everything into account there was one slightly frustrating reaction which was quite a lot of people said why would you even consider paying this fee why don't you just choose a different agent? Clearly people who hadn't rented in London, because the whole economic problem here, in fact, the the interesting form of market dysfunction here is that the landlords have choice in choosing letting agents who let let and market their properties for them, and the tenants, the renters, have no choice at all. No. So it's an asymmetrical marketplace. And it was remarkable how something that is so obvious to everyone in my generation who rents that we have no choice in choosing a letting agent was not obvious to quite a large number of readers who seemed to be baffled that we would, you know, that we didn't just choose someone else. Well, there were lots of comments from readers who were landlords on the column who were saying that they don't use letting agents for this reason. They find good tenants. um, They can credit check them themselves. Many people think more landlords will go down that route. Others think that more landlords will use apps and digital processes to, to cut costs and do things more quickly. But the abiding majority of the commentators said, this is just going to put the cost of renting up. Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree Tell with that at all. Tell us why. <laughs> well, I mean, I think basically these fees are, I mean, as I mentioned in the column, a small, particularly vicious part of a much, much broader problem. I would argue perhaps a global problem rather than just a domestic problem. But the problem here is that the tenancy business in London has become incredibly competitive because it's been a profitable line of business in a housing market where prices have gone up and up and up. As that market's got more competitive, some businesses, it seems to me, can no longer make conventional returns on their investments. So they have to find other ways of competing. And one thing they can do is if they pass on, if they make very high profits from tenant admin fees, I think some analysts suggested these margins are 80% on these fees. So, I mean insane margins you're making you can effectively subsidize what you charge the landlord so any tenant business that makes profits out of its tenants can offer a very cheap service to landlords and then they can scale up because it's attractive to landlords 
I think ultimately, if that method is stamped out, as hopefully it will be, you just return to a situation where there is slightly, there is no avenue for businesses to grow in that way. But I mean, I think you just return to the old form of competition where there's a more normal form of competition in the market for attracting landlords to your business. And the landlords will have to be the ones who seek out a better deal. And indeed, as you say, they're the ones with the properties, so they are perhaps the ones who are in a better position to negotiate. Thanks very much there to Thomas Hale. You can read his column online now. And in the spirit of Christmas, it's free to read at ft.com slash money. We'd love to hear your views on saving money at Christmas, letting agents and money matters more generally. You can email us money at ft.com, tweet us at ftmoney or comment on our articles online at ft.com money. The Money Show will be back next Thursday at the usual time. Until then, goodbye. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.